In celebration of one year of podcasting, we are holding a giveaway of epic proportions. Everything you need to get started running games. Four dice trays, 12 complete sets of dice, four crown royal bags, the D&D Essentials Kit, the D&D Starter Kit, Horde of the Dragon Queen D&D Adventure, the Young Adventurers Collection, Nerd Archives, Out of the Box Encounters, Brass and Steel Steampunk Tabletop RPG, OSR Greats, The Rat Hack, Into the Odd, and White Box Fantastic Medieval Adventure Game. But that's not all. The Curse of Strahd Revamped is included as well. This complete list goes to one lucky winner in the U.S. Here's how to enter. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and leave a review. Leave a comment as well. Then, go to our Facebook page and like it. Finally, stop by our webpage, thedungeonmastersdojo.com forward slash about, and leave us a message. Once we hit 500 on each, we will draw a winner. You must do all three to qualify. We'll see you next time in the dojo. Salutation players and gamers of all varieties, I am Lou, and this is a player quick tip. This week, we're talking about the best five starter races to play in Dungeons and Dragons. How these were ranked was based on what they had to offer right out of the box and what benefit they offered for a new or veteran player. I tried to keep all of these Adventurers League safe. The only one that is not is number four, but it is a favorite of many players and it doesn't break the game at level one. No races that offer a fly speed at level 1 was put on the list because they are not Adventurous League compliant. With that said, let's get started down this list. Starting at number 5, we have the Warforged. Your constitution score is increased by 2, and one other ability score of your choice is increased by 1. Your size is medium, your movement speed is 30, you gain 1 proficiency and 1 tool proficiency of your choice. You can speak, read and write common, and one other language of your choice. The following skills and or abilities are why I ranked the Warforged at number 5. Constructed Resilience You were created to have remarkable fortitude, represented by the following benefits. You have advantage on saving throws against being poisoned, and you have resistance to poison damage. You don't need to eat, drink, or breathe. You are immune to disease. You don't need to sleep, and magic can't put you to sleep. Sentries Rest When you take a long rest, You must spend at least six hours in an inactive, motionless state rather than sleeping. In this state, you appear inert, but it doesn't render you unconscious, and you can hear and see as normal. Think about it. You are the perfect watch as you are aware of your surroundings while your party is resting. Integrated Protection Your body has built-in defensive layers, which can be enhanced with armor. You gain a plus one bonus to your armor class. You can don only armor that you are proficient with. To don armor other than shield, you must incorporate it into your body over the course of one hour. To doff armor, you must spend one hour removing it. You can rest while donning or doffing the armor this way. While you are alive, the armor incorporated into your body can't be removed against your will. Moving on to number four, the Seder. Your charisma score is increased by two, and your dexterity score is increased by one. Your size is medium, 
Your movement speed is 35. Your creature type is Fey rather than Humanoid. You can use your head and your horns to make an unarmed strike. If you hit with them, you deal bludgeoning damage equal to 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Whenever you make a long or high jump, you can roll a d8 and add the number rolled to the number of feet you cover. You have proficiency in performance and persuasion skills. And you have proficiency with one musical instrument of your choice. You can read, write, common, and sylvan. The following is why I rank the satyr at number 4. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. The satyr is one of the few races that has magic resistance. Moving on to number 3. The half-elf. The following skills and or abilities is why I rank the half-elf at number 3. Your charisma score is increased by 2, and 2 other ability scores are increased by 1. This is one of the only races that will allow you to increase 3 ability scores. 1 by 2, and 2 others by 1. Your size is medium, you have a movement speed of 30, you have dark vision, you have advantage on all saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. You gain proficiency in 2 skills of your choice. You can speak, read, and write common, elvish, and one extra language of your choice. Moving on to number two, the Mountain Dwarf. Your size is medium, you have a movement speed of 25, you have dark vision, you have advantage on saving throws against poison, and you have resistance against poison damage. You have proficiency with battle axes, hand axes, light hammer, and war hammer. You gain proficiency with an artisan tool of your choice, either smith tools, brewer supplies, or mason tools. You have proficiency with light and medium armor. The following skills and or abilities are why I rank the Mountain Dwarf at number 2. Your constitution score increases by 2, and your strength score increases by 2. The Mountain Dwarf is the only race to get 2 ability scores of plus 2. Moving on to number 1, the Human Variant. Two ability scores of your choice increase by one. Your size is medium. You gain proficiency in one skill of your choice. Your movement speed is 30. The following is why the human variant is ranked at number one. You gain a feat of your choice. Having a feat at level one is a game changer. It is probably one of the most powerful skills or abilities that you can pick up at level one. This is why the human variant is ranked number one. Now go play some games. It doesn't matter what game, who you're playing with, or how you interpret the rules. What matters is you're having fun. See you next time in the dojo.